everybody, I'm Adam Hergenrother, and this is Business Meets Spirituality. We believe in personal growth. Today, we have a wonderful bonus episode, which is taken from one of our weekly company calls for our Libyan leadership team. During our call, I discuss what it means to bring consciousness to work, which is especially important in today's market. We talk about how to use work as a way to liberate yourself and how aligning your focus with purposeful work that serves both yourself and others, which can bring satisfaction to your life and work. And most importantly, Hallie, right? Why you need to start every day with the mindset of using your work to actually work on yourself. I think we always have said this for the last like 12 years, <laughs> that business is nothing but a conduit for your personal growth. That's right. Enjoy. What does is, what is consciousness at work mean? I think we've, we've had a lot of conversations or this is a big topic, um, you know, in the, in the kind of arena for what it is. But um, let me just, let me, you can read this quote real quick. It's from Gary Zuka. I just, it's interesting quotes. When the deepest part of you becomes engaged in what you are doing, when your activities and actions become gratifying and purposeful, with what you do serves both yourself and others, when you do not tire within, hear that, but seek the sweet satisfaction of your life and your work, you are doing what you're meant to be doing. This kind of understanding and defining who you are, what that is. Why is it important to have consciousness at work? And what does that even mean? Really, what does that really mean? So understand consciousness at work and the, and the large context means that you're able to bring yourself into a conversation and not get caught up in buying into your own thoughts about you being right. It means that you're being open to solutions. It means that you're being open to new models. It's never about you walking into being right. The opposite of conscious at work is being egoic at work. And the thing about ego is like, I want what I want and that's what I want. It's not about puffery. That's a form of ego. That's not, that's, that's so far beyond ego. That's not even funny. Ego is just, uh, there's a, the way I want the world to be and other people to be that way. And that's the way I want it to be. I want people to drive a certain way. I want the weather to be a certain way. I want certain leads to come in my inbox. I want certain opportunities and jobs. That's when you, when you believe that that's bringing ego in the work. So then you bring a set of, of, of plays that are already set in your mind of how things should be. So conscious network is the opposite of that, which is where you show up to serve the moment. You show up to raise the moment up. You're not doing it for you to get any personal gain from it. The personal gain will come. I promise it will. But you're showing up conscious at work. What are you doing there? The other deeper part of this, and if you follow me for a second here, everybody at some point in time today felt this pull right? This pull inside, these, these emotions pulled you into it, didn't it? At some point, you were fine. You're walking around. You're okay. You're driving. You're okay. Either an email came in, a phone call came in. Somebody didn't say hello to you and you said hello to them. I don't know what it was. Something that also an emotion triggered it wants to pull you down into the lower level of emotion. You're angry. You're irritated. You're frustrated. You're jealous. You were something, right? And that energy pulled you down. So consciousness is the opposite of that, which is when the energy shows up, you feel it, you just don't allow it to pull you down. You actually withstand the energy that's trying to pull you down to sitting there in a, what people call witness consciousness, or just a, 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 a conscious being, or the present moment, or mindfulness. All of those words say the exact same thing, which all of you have probably used at one point in time, and just and, and really understand the essence of what those mean. It just pre being present means I'm not being pulled from energy. So therefore I'm responding to the conversation from anger. 
Being conscious at work means I'm not being pulled from energy. Therefore, I'm not responding from anger. It's the same answer. Just under, I just want you to understand these words a little bit so you can, you can actually understand these things and then do them. So why is it important? Because if you can show up to your client, right? If you can show up to a meeting, not wanting to be right, but to serve the moment, to contribute, I didn't like the word serve, to contribute to the moment, you won't lose. I promise you, you will never lose. You may not get everything that you want. Remember, that's that's definition of ego is getting what you want, right? It's not about that. That will happen, right? It's understanding that when you extrapolate this further, is you don't allow the energies to pull you out of your seat of self. I know it's a big Zen word. It just means that you don't even need to do any of this stuff. That's why I love talking about it this way. It's just you're sitting there fine. You're okay. Your energy's flowing and it's fine. Then all of a sudden it's not. And you just being conscious just means I've noticed my energy shifted. I noticed there's a change in the force, Star Wars, right? And I'm not going to get bothered by it. And either I'm going to walk away or I'm going to journal or I'm going to run or I'm going to listen to headphones until that kind of moves through. We'll talk about how you get rid of that many times. I promise you we will. But just understand why is this important? Because this also gives you clarity to focus on your 20%. I'm just working at the root level to help you right? It gives you clarity on what's most important in your relationships. It gives you clarity on what's most important in your work. Because if you're not bothered by yourself, you show up and actually do what's required of you. You know the models. Again, that's what I said. If everyone said, if, it, if Gary jumped on right now and said, I'll give everybody a million dollars, you put four homes in a contract in December, 95% of the people in this group would put four homes in a contract. That's the level of focus that you do. And when you're not bothered by wanting things to be a certain way, that falls off. And guess what happens? You put four homes under contract. That's where I'm just working at the the root level to get rid of these things. So we're not even having to have conversations about it. And as you do that, so that's why it's important to bring consciousness at work. And what is that? Hopefully you can understand that that just simple definition is when you're conscious, it just means you're not responding from lower level energy. Again, irritation, anger, frustration, jealousy, impatience. You're not responding from it. You, it doesn't mean you don't recognize it. You don't, it doesn't mean you don't feel it. You're just not acting beyond it, right? There's a difference between it taking over you and it responding from you, which is what happens, versus you responding to a situation even though you feel it, right? You understand there's a difference there. People can see that. All right, so what is consciousness anyways, right? It's your individual awareness, of your energy. Just think of it that way. It's your individual awareness. Nobody, I can't feel Kyle's energy in there, right? I may feel it off of him if it's radiating, but he has that experience in there or Chris's experience in there. This is a, this is a one-on-one. Only you have this experience. That's why it's only your life. Nobody else gets to live in there with you. Not your partner, not your mom, not your kids. Nobody else is living in there with you. So it's your, just think about consciousness, your individual awareness that there's these shifts of energy. And by the way, we're so good at this because we can the, the subtle difference of energy, like just a, like a fluttery difference, the most, this etheric difference of irritation versus anger. You ever stop and like, how do you know the difference in irritation and anger? You're like, well, it feels a little different. I don't tell me how it feels. Well, it's just, it feels like, tell me how it feels. And people get, they can't because it just, it just feels different. The same thing, and by the way, that same energy of the irritation is the same energy of enthusiasm. It just is coming out in a different spot. We'll get that. We'll get that to that at some point. Again, essentially, your consciousness is your awareness of yourself and the world around you. And the awareness is subjective and unique to you, and you only understand that. All right, so what does this mean? How do we put this in play at work? Number one is business is nothing but a conduit for your personal growth. I've said this for years, and hopefully you can see this, 
from some of these exercises that we've done today are just kind of understanding this, that the more what you do is when you come into work, you use work as a way to let go of you. Let me just give you this example, right? Again, so if you come into work and, the, and you know you need to lead generate or need, you, here's your list of clients you need to call, whatever it is, and you go in there and there's a part of you, which you know, there's a part of you pulling at you saying, you shouldn't, you shouldn't have to do this or you can do it, do something else, you can do it later. That's what distracts you, isn't there? Otherwise, everyone would just do it. But there's a part of you that distracts you in there from having to do the things that you know that you're supposed to be doing. Because again, everyone knows what to do. If the motivation's high enough, you will find a way to do it. And that's been like that for your entire life, by the way. Every one of you, every one of you, if you really wanted something, you have found a way to do it. I promise you go back to every single one of you and you've been able to do anything that you've really ever truly wanted to do. I bet you did it. I bet you did it. Um, so again, business is this conduit, right? For this personal growth. What that means is when you go into lead generate every morning or do your two, and there's a part that says you shouldn't have to, don't want to, you accept that it's there and you surrender to that. And then you get on with your actions. That is how you use business as this real conduit for your personal growth. Because you can teach you techniques to get over it, which you can, positive affirmation, transmission of energy. But if you just get rid of it at some point, you just make it a habit, which is what habits are, right? You create a new habit of just doing the lead generation. And then your mind stops bothering you about it. It just stops bothering you about it because you know it's going to do it, right? So that's using business as this opportunity. There's things that are going to hit you every day in business. And every time it hits you, when, when, again, what, what does hit mean? It means that it's disturbed your energy. It's caused you to be disturbed in some way. You all know what that means. I don't, you don't have to be a psychologist or Zen or anything else to understand that. It just means that you're no longer feeling wonderful. <laughs> You've got a disturbance there. You, you, that's, remember, surrender or acceptance is never surrendering passive. It's not passivity. In fact, it's all action. You're actually surrendering to the part of you that wants you to pay attention to it that doesn't feel good. So you surrender that, then you take the action of actually dealing with the situation, which is lead generation, which is doing your two, which is following the model, which is whatever it is that you need to be doing in that moment, right? It's actually clarifying what your 20% is. You can see how all these things kind of leak to each other. Use, again, use work to let go of the personal side of you. That's really what that means. None of this is, you're all doing this every day. This is why I love this type of work. You're already doing this. You see it, something just shows up that you don't want. It starts talking to you about why it shouldn't have happened. And then now you're bothered by it. Next time it does, you just, and I'll give you some techniques in a second, just slowly, we'll, we'll get in there. But just, you just let go of that personal side of you. It's, it's once you get on this train, you realize there's a whole other way to live your life right? And it's actually way more productive and way more enjoyable <laughs> because if you haven't noticed, again, you only have a very short period of time here. So get out of the personal mind. So you're no longer using work as a way to feel good inside, which is how most people feel work, by the way. And I'm and this, I don't want to spend too much time on this because you can go really deep on this. Most people are using work as a way to feel validated, as a way to feel power, as a way to feel um, like they're giving and contributing again. And people go, well, isn't that the point of work? Yes and no. Yes and no. Understand it's yes and no. Don't use work as a way to feel better because the problem with doing that is, is the minute something's not going the way you want it to at work, you feel worse. When there's an, when you can point to the reason why you feel good at work from doing something, it's because you're, something happened that turned you on in a way, but it can also be turned off, which is what's happened your entire life. Everything that's turned you on has eventually turned you off because it's no longer there or it got, you see in the next slide, it became, you became satiated with it. 
So stop using work. And somebody might be going there like, well, what's the point of that? And again, so if you want out of this, then you, you kind of wake up and you go, work is an opportunity for me to raise the moment. It's for me, as again, you're hearing it from my perspective from there. It's a way to do something and contribute. You're talking to another human. On Mars, is not over there, right? It's just give you this opportunity to do that. So don't use work as a way to feel fulfilled. I know that's opposite from what most people will tell you. But if you do that, at some point, you will never let go of your work. It'll be too important to you. And people will say, I can't let go. And they get caught in these things. Or if it doesn't go the way you want to get there, you actually, it's like telling, if you were a doctor and you couldn't handle a sight of blood, you would no, be no good. So it's like the minute something isn't going well in work, it actually can then trigger you to be in a, a lower state, which prevents you from being in the highest state possible to be able to, anyways, I'm not going to, you get that point. Um, again, most people are doing it because they're not in KO side. They're not okay inside. So using work as a way to strengthen their ego, which is their lower self, to gain power, prestige, praise, et cetera. You're just doing it that way. That's what you're doing it. And if you're sitting there going, I love that feeling, keep doing it, right? Just keep doing it at some point. If you stay with me long enough, you'll it'll something will dawn on you. And a lot of this will start making sense. I promise you. There is a different way to approach work and life. So what does that kind of look like, right? I think about it as like flipping the script on this, which is really using work to liberate yourself instead of trapping yourself. Which again, if most of us are trapped into work, which again is, is we're going to work for a feeling. Therefore, there's the need for us to show up in order to get that feeling constantly. Whereas I always wake up and go, why do I need to do anything to get that feeling? Right now, if the feeling happens and you start to have it, that's wonderful, but it's already there. So flip the script on this right? Use work. I you will be wildly more successful. And it's just logical because you have a way better life. If you start flipping the script, right? You can use work to liberate yourself instead of to distract and trap yourself. Because what happens if you get addicted to work, right? I'm not saying it's not about hours of work because I, I love what I do and you can I can do this for a while, but I don't feel like I'm trapped to it or I'm doing it to get some sort of validation from it. I do it because it's the opportunity to raise the moment. If there's any point in time somebody else needs to step in my seat and do it better, they can have it, right? That's that's fine. I could, wouldn't bother me one iota, right? That's how you want to be about it because then you can show up and serve the moment carefree. If you truly don't care about it, I don't mean care that you don't care about your people, but you don't care about the need for it, that you're getting it from you from work. You don't care about that need. You show up completely differently at work. That's what I'm trying to get at is you become a fierce competitor in work because you're not doing it for the need. And then you, all of a sudden you have a better life, you're not doing it for the need and you actually become wildly more successful in a lot of different ways. That whole wealthy life starts to show up in a completely different way. So again, so what does this look like? So every morning, by the way, this is a technique that I've used for a while. You pull up to work or you're about to pull up into your home office or with a client. I always just kind of give a little mantra, a little saying that says, I'm here to contribute and give not to get. I'm here to contribute and give and not get. And of course, sometimes when I say that, my mind's like, well, of course you're going to get something, Adam. You should need to get something. You deserve to get something. And I just let it go and listen to it. And I just don't pay attention to it. My mind still says the same thing. I bet yours does too. When you say that to it, like, hey, I'm here to contribute and get, and you're going, yeah, but you know, you really need to get something from this, right? There's a, it says it in there, doesn't it? So again, I just kind of let it say its thing, but you're here to contribute and give, not get, right? Whenever I walk through a door, I'm kind of reminded of this or pick up my phone. I use these little signposts or guides to recenter me of what am I doing here? Who am I? Remember the first slide we started with today? Who am I? Am I raising this moment up or am I stealing the moment for me? So I like to think about that. Am I stealing this moment 
for my benefit instead of raising the moment up. And I think a lot of us, if we're really honest, we're trying to steal the moment for how we want it instead of the other way around. And so again, you're interacting with others. There's a whole bunch of different personalities. Whole People see the world completely differently. They're showing up differently. How you get to interact with your clients on a daily basis, right? These are way, these are awesome opportunities to continue to liber- liberate yourself from all these different tactics. But I, I there's this, uh, you know, I'll just jump on because I have a few more slides and I have 10 time left. So this whole thing, right? Do what you love, know thyself. I mean, is that really a myth, right? Like people say something like, do what you do the work you love and you'll never work another day in your life. I always think of it differently. Again, I, I try to approach these things differently. There's nothing wrong with that. It's wonderful if you find what you do you love, you should do it. It's awesome. But what if your starting position is that you're okay with everything because you're just okay? That's what I always go back to when I find myself wanting to do something different. I always go back to is, why do I need to go find something that I love when I can just be it and then show up there? It's the same thing. Again, this does not mean you're passive. It doesn't mean that work doesn't fulfill you. It, it will. It'll, it'll will. It's just pouring over your cup. But everyone has a different nature. You have to understand that for yourself and you will feel the freedom of fulfillment in the work that you do. The ultimate freedom in your work is when you're showing up because you're just being asked to show up, right? There is no tie to it. There's no need of you getting it. So I flipped the switch. I'm not getting the work so that I can love what I do and try to force that. You're showing up and you're just free to show up that way. And there's no restriction. I'm not saying there's not challenges. I'm not saying you don't feel rattled at times. Of course you're going to. We're all going to. You have that experience. But you show up and you just go, this is awesome. I get to do this. And just, it's again, it's a different way to lose life. All of this, by the way, points back to allowing you to focus more on the things that we need to do. So we start at this top of this funnel of like how to actually sit down and create a calendar and focus on your 20% to working at the root as why people don't work on the 20% in the first place. So where does dissatisfaction inspiration at work really come from, right? The more you experience something, when it's no longer new and exciting or novel, the less it turns you on. Just understand that's a, it's a human nature. Right? You get a new job, a new position, a new client that buys a really expensive house. It turns you on for a few minutes and then it stops turning you on, doesn't it? You do a certain amount of money in your, in your life and that annual income used to turn you on. If, like, most people, if you go back 20 years, 10 years in your life and you go, if I was making that much money, man, it would have just turned me on to the most. And all of a sudden you're doing it and no longer turns you on anymore. It's just, I just need a little bit more. <laughs> That's just what it says, right? So understand the more you experience something, if you play this game of needing something from life to feel good, the more you experience it, it just loses its ability to turn you on more. So it can't actually turn you on because it's losing, there's, no, there's not a, that's why like things become just very homogeneous like in your life, like they just become just going through the motions. And what used to turn you on doesn't anymore. That's because you used to get something from it. And that's what used to give you your energy, which is the whole point of this is to have your energy, to not have to get anything from it then you're free to do it. If you can just get it, get that right there, man. The law of diminishing returns, the more you get, the less you want it. It's just, it is, right? At work, this means you make it dissatisfied with your job over time or less inspired, but you are the inspiration. That energy comes from within you. You feel inspiration. It can be there at any point in time you want it to. It doesn't mean that you have to stay at the same job or the same position, but it could. When you let go of the part of yourself that is limiting you, you start to get the promotion the raises, the different clients, those type of things that show up. So inspiration is way different at work than what you think it is. You don't go find the thing that inspires you. 
if you become inspiration, you end up getting what you were actually looking for. You just then there's no attachment to it either. So understand that again, it's not about not getting raises or promotions or doing more business. Don't be saying that. It's, it's never about renunciation. True inspiration at work comes from within you. And when you approach what you are doing from that place, the rest will come. And, and, and you hear that sentence and you go, yeah, but I've got these real challenges out there. I'm not denying any of that. So you have the choice. This is what people always like to try to trip me up here. And they go, yeah, that, I get it. But I've got these real things. I've got real problems over here. I've got family issues. I've got financial issues. They, I go, okay, I get it. You got some challenges in there. Nobody's saying you don't deal with them. Now, what's the logical answer here? You want to go through changing these, trying to fix these things in a state of complete frustration and anger, or do you want to approach these things from a place of joy in some level of acceptance that you get to deal with these things? It's your choice, right? It's like somebody was on a call with me yesterday and they kept, they kept, they kept saying that I'm having to go do this. I'm having to go do this. And I go, hold on, you have options, right? You don't actually have to go do that for your family. So I said, if you're going to choose to do it, don't convince yourself that you should feel guilty about doing these things or that you should be the one, the only one that can do these things when you can easily offshoot that. If you want to do that because that's what you want to do, then fine. I just don't ever want to hear it again as an excuse. Just understand that because all you're doing is you're rebuilding in your mind this level of suffering. So this discomfort of the energy that's there. So again, that's the rest will come from that. So again, you, you, when these challenges show up and they will, how do you want to handle them? Again, it's the same doctor, but there's blood. Do you want a doctor that freaks out from blood? When in business, when things are happening or in your life, do you want to be one that can sit there and handle it and deal with the situation? Or do you want to be the one that can't handle it? I don't know about you, but I want the people around me that can handle it. And it's just way more fun to live your life that way. I'm not saying it's going to be some beautiful moment when you're dealing with these challenges, but man, that energy can still flow through you really well. It can, it can not show up in a different way. Just understand that. So again, my starting position in all this is I use every part of work to work on myself. Every part of it. This is consciousness at work for you. Right? Again, we've, this is a very common words. You can take out consciousness and put present moment. You can put mindfulness, whatever you want to do. My starting position is I use every part of work to work on myself. And that's, that's how you can do this really deep work while you're doing it. That's the definition of real business meets spirituality. Okay. By the way, before I go, um, stay focused. Life's going to rattle today or next week or whatever it is, what comes out of your cup, use it. If you just get 5% of what we're talking about today and you just let the rest go, watch the awareness happen. When something disturbs you and it goes there, watch the energy change and then go, do I have to actually respond from it? And the answer is no. And that is personal growth. When something sees, used to bother you and it no longer bothers you, you're free. And that's what you're actually after. You're free. It doesn't bother you. It doesn't bind you. It doesn't pull you down to its lower self. You still see it. It's just like a mist. It hits you and you move on and you're clear and you deal with the situation. You deal with your 20%. You show up and you become successful in all the things that you're doing because there's no other actually way to be successful. And it's a true sense from there. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Hey, everybody. Before you leave today, Hallie and I want to thank everyone who has left us a review. It really does make a huge impact in helping us get this podcast into the hands of other conscious leaders. So we have a, another review from Dana's mom. 
um, who says, a conscious workplace is revolutionary. I believe that bringing consciousness and open-hearted leadership to the workspace has the potential to be utterly transformative to the culture, and this podcast can help us get there. As an executive director of a nonprofit, I've sought advice through books, such as those by Brene Brown, in podcasts while developing my own leadership philosophy. I was thrilled to add this podcast to my collection of thought leaders on the topic. Adam and Hallie's conversations have become a regular dose of insight in my routine. The episodes meander conversationally, but always drive home an actionable point. The action items have been invaluable in growing my toolkit as a leader and manager to my employees. Thank you for your good work, and thank you, Dana's mom, for that review. Yeah, and I don't think they strayed that far. But I mean, I, I, I think I liked, she's, I she was that. very accurate. Yeah, she wasn't very accurate, actually. Thanks. And so again, please let us know what you like about the podcast. <laughs> Even if we do go off topic, well, Adam goes off topic. Or like what you'd like to see more of by leaving us a review wherever you listen to our show. Thank you.